It's time to place your bets. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the line star app it is me it is scott bogman and it's you and it's the last show of the 2020 slash 21 season bogs are getting very emotional it's the super bowl preview and we're gonna put this out there today we're gonna go over the player props the lines the coin toss everything that needs to be done (laughs) and bogs it's been a fantastic season and i want to thank everybody with the line star app especially eric because uh eric has been our leader here for the last few years, he brought me in. He allowed me to pick my friends and bring them along, whether it was Chris Meany, whether it was you, Scott Bogman, or Casey Bubba. And it just makes work so much easier when you're working with great people. And you are great people. I don't care what anybody says about you. I read the reviews. They're all wrong. You're wonderful to work with. And uh, it's been a fun season, a great season, a profitable season. And I want to thank the Line Star folks for all their support because they are a tremendous group here. And they just say, go do the show. They don't put yeah. any onus on us. They say, go get them. And I think that's why people listen to the show. And I think that's why our listener base has been so steady for both baseball and for football. And I want to thank the listeners, everybody out there who has listened to the show all year. And I see the numbers, man. We see them and you're so steady and you're so loyal. And that is awesome. So we hope that we won you some money. We hope we gave you some knowledge and I know we gave you some laughs and that was pretty much the goal. Like if we can, you know, it's very eat, pray, love. I'm having an eat, pray, love moment, I feel like, right here, Boggs, where it's just, you know, all the feels, as the kids say. But that's that's how I feel. It's been a really fun season doing this show it's with been you. It's great. I appreciate your time and all your knowledge as well. Yeah, and I just have to echo all your sentiments. Thank you very much to Line Star for uh, choosing Joe and letting Joe choose me. So <laughs> thank you, Joe, for choosing me. So, uh, I mean, uh, a lot to be thankful for. Obviously, all the listeners as well. Like I, like Joe said, we hope you, uh, you know, got some money and some laughs this season. So it has been uh, a weird one in 2020. You know, games were pushed back and moved around, and uh, there's a lot of weirdness going on, weird empty stadiums. Um, you know, it was strange, but we got through it. We're here at the finish line. The Super Bowl is going to be played. They're going to be stand, uh, fans in the stands. It should be a very, very fun one. Hopefully it turns into one of the most competitive Super Bowls in history. It seems like it could be. And Brady usually never plays in blowouts. The The one that was the closest to being a blowout that Brady was in was the one against the Rams. when they What, what was the final? I don't even remember what the final was on that. Was that 17-3 or something? Oh, I mean, it was terrible. It was, it was it was eventually, but I think it was like nine three at the half or something, just dreadful. It was awful. Like that, that if you love defense like you and I do, it was fascinating. But right. like the general watching public, it was a snooze fest. I'm sure. Um, yeah. But and I want everybody who's listening out there. Look, if you got two seconds, go leave a five star review on the pod. If you listened all season, that'd be great. Yeah. Just drop a five star. We love Joe Bob, whatever it is, keep it simple. We appreciate it, but it really does make a big difference for us. So please go do that. If you don't mind, we appreciate that. And also make sure you subscribe to the show. If you just click it on the links and stuff like that, subscribe. So that way, you know, when we come back, 
this season coming up here in 2021. And now it's time to do some work here, courtesy of the Line Star app, the best DFS tool site. Go get the Line Star app and upgrade to the premium product because baseball's around the corner, NBA's here, NHL's happening, so many things going on. All right, Boggs, here we go. We made it. Super Bowl. It's uh, you know, it's not surprising. Right now, the number sits uh, at three for uh, obviously the side of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. No shocker there. What do you make of the whole situation where they're playing at home in Tampa? First time this has ever happened. But Tampa this year has not played as well at home as they have on the road, which Bruce Arians so astutely pointed out. The number is 56 and a half. So I'll put it to you, Boggs. Do you think that indeed this is, you know, Kansas City covering this number without any problem and, and Patrick Mahomes kind of picking up the torch? Or does your favorite quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, have uh, one last thing to say about it? <laughs> hey, look, I'm never going to sit here and count Tom Brady out of it. How could you? you know? How could you? You can't. You can't. I mean, the guy has been to – there's one franchise that has more Super Bowls uh appearances than him and it's the franchise he represented for nine super bowls uh of the 11 that the patriots have been to they went to one with bledsoe against when they lost to green bay and they lost to uh chicago the other nine were tom brady so crazy it's uh, just you know madness yeah it's nuts as far as the um the home field advantage goes look there is no better traveling fan base in sports than the Kansas city chiefs. They, they travel unbelievably well. There's going to be a lot of tickets. To travel this year though. Do you really want to it, take that too much into account? It, it is, but I don't care. I, I'm going to take it into account. It, it's at least going to be 50, 50 uh, at, at the stadium with Kansas city fans. If not, they're going to go into Tampa and have more tickets. I mean, look, you know that there. I know that the NFL is doing a very gracious thing and sell, uh, giving seventy five hundred tickets to frontline uh, medical workers, which is awesome. But if you're a medical worker, why wouldn't you take the ten thousand dollars you can get for that seat instead of going to it? Look, some of them are going to be crazy Bucks fans. They're going to go, but it's going to be mainly people selling tickets. So uh, I think with a limited amount, it's going to be so many Chiefs fans, so many Bucks fans. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's interesting that that this is the first home field advantage because they really don't get home field advantage. So um, I think it's going to be a, a great Super Bowl. I'm glad this is the matchup between, you know, uh, old goat, baby goat, and uh, it's going to be a fun one. But I mean, I think for the game as it stands right now, what we saw out of Kansas City and how they're peaking and how Patrick Mahomes uh, has two more weeks to shake off this turf toe and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to pick against them. They were great in all three phases. And you can't say that about the bucks in the last game. They beat, they beat the Packers, but you know, Brady made some mistakes. He threw three picks. They got torched a couple times on defense. Uh, You know, you really didn't see that much from, from Kansas city. So I'm going to be on the KC side for the game. I think in some ways, the best thing for the chiefs is the fact that the Tampa Bay bucks fought back and came back into that game. when They played a couple weeks ago. That that to me is important because it doesn't give them a false sense of security about this team and a false confidence. I think they're well aware. I mean, it's not that you're not aware of Tom Brady, but on the defensive side, I think you have a great respect for the Chiefs. Uh, excuse me, for the uh, Bucks. If you're the Chiefs, and I think you look at that and you go, okay, gotta take this really seriously. Gotta make sure we're prepared. Nothing falls through the cracks. It just feels like the Chiefs are the class of the NFL. Felt like that going into the season. I was waiting for this game all year, and I finally got it the championship game. So. Maybe they done flip the switch, but I'm kind of with you. I, I know it's boring. I know it's chalk, but 
I'm going Kansas City, Kansas City in the over two. Uh, so I'll take the three with Kansas City. And look, I would love nothing more Brady to cover this number. Uh, I would enjoy Brady winning. I'm going to enjoy Mahomes winning. This is very weird for me. This is these are the two Funko Pops that I have on the <laughs> on the uh, on the TV every day behind me. I have got Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes all season long, and here they are meeting each other in the Super Bowl. Who would have thought that? Now Brady's wearing a Patriot jersey there, so it's clearly uh, not quite accurate, but still. It's just, it's wild to think that Tom Brady can do this. And and what's so dangerous is I said it a couple weeks ago when they beat New Orleans, never tell Tom Brady no, never tell him he can't do it, never make him the underdog because he's going to stick it up your you-know-what every time. Did you see the Max Kellerman thing where he's been saying Brady should retire since 2016? And then finally he had to say uh, an apology, uh, you know, uh, the, the last week or whatever. So what are you doing? You know, uh, Kellerman has terrible takes anyway, but it, it no, was just I mean, uh, can't pay attention it, to those morons. It, yeah, it was just like, I, well, I don't pay attention either. It was one of those things on Instagram where I know, was making do, fun yeah. of him. So, uh, I mean, come on, man. Like, uh, you know, ha- have just understand what is happening when you're watching it and you're watching, uh, you know, uh, a guy that is better at his sport. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but he, you have nine rings in, in, in a, you have nine Super Bowl appearances, six rings. You're, you're the Michael Jordan uh, of, of football. That's what we're seeing right now. And uh, I, it's going to be hard pressed to see this again. Mahomes probably the closest one that can do it, but who knows? I mean, it's hard for anyone to sustain. Well, that's this the whole thing. It's like if it was anybody but years. Mahomes, if it was anybody but Mahomes, I'm going with the Brady side. But right. it's Mahomes, and and he is he is the new. What's that? Who song has it go? The say hello to the new boss, right? Like this is it. Like <laughs> all right, sorry. It, it, he's the same as the old boss. He's dominant, and Brady's the old boss. But I'm gonna go with the kid here. I'm gonna go with Tyree Kill and and Kelsey and Andy Reid with extra time to prepare. We all know Andy Reid with extra time to prepare is a yeah. is a dangerous man. And I think the other, the other point is if, if the Kansas City secondary continues to play at the level they played this past week, Bruce Arians can't be uh, – he's going to be as aggressive as he is anyway. You know, I, I was telling you yesterday, I talked to Erickson um, from PFF on the show. I always have him yeah. on uh, Wednesdays. And he had an amazing stat that Tom Brady was actually the most efficient passer downfield all season. And that is <laughs> when everyone stunning. said he couldn't throw deep. When everyone said, crap. Right. Now, and it's not always pretty looking, but he's the right. most efficient which is stunning. And he said that he said, it's not that like, you know, Bruce Arians has done the same thing all the time, but the other quarterbacks, you know, they make mistakes downfield and that's why you have the Winston picks and the big yardage totals and all that stuff. But Tom Brady comes in with his QB acumen and his ability to read defenses and make good decisions. And he ends up becoming the most efficient downfield passer in the league, according to PFF. I mean, that is stunning (laughs) to think about. I mean, look, it's, this is why it's so hard to pick against Brady because when he wants something, he goes and gets it. And last year he said, I can tell you, I can tell you something right now. I'm not going to be uh, at the Super Bowl with a blazer on is what he said. So he called his shot last year and uh, picked the team and said, Hey, you guys want to go to the Super Bowl? Let's go. You know, and he just picked them up and went. It, it's, it's insanity to see how great he is. But I mean, on the other side, you watch Patrick Mahomes and you know, there's just something special about this guy. And, you know, a- Andy Reid has been waiting for someone like him and uh, almost had it with McNabb, but now he definitely has it with Mahomes. So I don't uh, know how many, te- I don't know how teams whiffed on Mahomes. I, I, I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. The I think it's a lot of it is there. the history of quarterbacks coming out of the Big 12 and coming out of Texas Tech. Fair. They just haven't been great, Fair. you know. So, uh, but 
you know, God. Mahomes, Mahomes is mobile, agile, hostile. Mahomes, like said in, uh, he is, dude, he is something. Yeah, I, I look. Remember the Titans. I said the other day, like, I do the quarterbacks for Black Book every year. I try to study the position. I try to learn all I can. I watch so much. I, I've never seen anything like this guy. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. it looks like he's just playing a different game than everybody else. And, you know, uh, let's let's go to the props because otherwise it's going to be a love letter to these two guys. We're <laughs> yeah, never going to get that. Brady and Mahomes love fast. I'm sick of it. Well, let's but you know what? Else. I mean, it is the best. It has to be. It is, but it's also, again, this is the best outcome. You got you got Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Hell yeah! I mean, it's better. Hell, it's way better than Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on, let's go. Very true. Or Jared Goff. God, the last couple of years not been great for the you know two quarterbacks in the same game that you're really excited about. Like this is like Manning and Breeze. This is like you know like yes, let's do this. It's never Aaron Rodgers though. <laughs> it's funny. All right, let's move on. <laughs> it was Aaron Rodgers one time, and I remember it. I had to get one. Yeah, you do. I had to get one more Rodgers dig in there before the end of the year. I just had to slide it in there. All right, over unders on passing yards. Tom Brady, two ninety five and a half. I'm going over. What say you, Bugs? Over. I'm taking the over in the game. You got to take the over in the passing yards for sure. I don't love the over under on Mahomes at three twenty five and a half. I think that's a good number. I like the Brady number way more. If I had to lean, I would probably lean towards the under on this, just because three twenty five is a big number. And I know over. anything's possible. But you're going to go over there, too? Wow. I'm going to go over. Look, it, it's when you look at the like matchup, it, Tampa Bay hammers the run. It's hard to run. But the Chiefs don't run that well anyway. So it's going to be a lot of passing for Mahomes in this game if Kansas City is going to succeed. And I, I think he hits that number. I would go over on that. All right. Let's go to touchdown passes. Uh, two and a half. You got the two and a half number on DK and the one and a half. So. Are you going over on the two and a half for Brady and Mahomes or under? Uh, I I think. Well, let me just throw I, this I, out I, there for you. Okay. Hold on. Before you make your decision. Yes. The over two and a half is plus 150. That is by far the best money you're getting there. The under on Mahomes is plus 105. I, I would take the over on Mahomes, even though it's a minus 130. But I think the over of plus 150 for Brady is the best bet on this board. Yes. Uh, so I would take the over on both if I'm betting. I would definitely not bet on Brady to throw two and a half because I think when you get near the goal line, Fournette's a bowling ball. Let him run it in, right? So mm -hmm. if you get close down there, I think they're going to run the ball. The Kansas City doesn't have that. That's why they have all those little trap, tricky, weird plays and all that stuff down near the goal line. So uh, I think I would take the over on Mahomes. I think that's the safest. Um, I don't think I would bet either side of that number, though. Uh, the one and a half, I mean, the odds are not good. Mahomes is minus 400 for the one and a half, so why bother? Plus 295 yeah. for the under. Uh, Tom Brady's over if, for one and a half is minus 215, under plus 165. So if you think that Brady's getting blown out in this game and like they can't do anything and they suck, then the plus 165 is intriguing, but uh, I, I'm with you. I, think I, it's I don't think anyone be, would bet that. I, I think yeah. anyone would just bet for the – you know, let, let's hope they get down to the one. Maybe Brady runs in one and they have two other runs. Or, you know, it's one of those weird screen passes that's actually a lateral, so counts as a run instead. You know what I mean? Like, you're just hoping they score in weird ways at that point. And I, that's, that's too crazy to hope for for me. So I don't want to bet either one of those numbers either. Rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes, 19 and a half, over under. Over. I mean, you, all I you one, one big run. That gets in that's there, right so. well remember what i said about josh allen right as soon as you saw him well, it was like three plays into that game and he ran like 25 yards like well there it <laughs> yeah. is i mean yep. that was the biggest lock 
of the year in terms of like a player prop. Was like Josh Allen, 33 and a half against the Chiefs. What are you drunk? Like, yeah. of course he's getting 33 and a half. He had 88 yards in that game. <laughs> Not disaster. Uh, Tom Brady over under 0. 0.5. <laughs> Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, 0. 0.5. If, if he rushes from the one for a touchdown, you know, just does the stick the ball over Tom Brady thing. We've seen a million times that counts as a yard. So exactly. give, give me the, I don't, give me I don't get yard. this. This yeah. is another, and guess what? It's plus 165 on the over minus 210 on the under. What? I mean, come on, man. You know, a half a yard. Are you serious? Dude, put some money on this. All right. Yeah, Leonard yeah, yeah. Fournette, 48 and a half uh, over under minus 112. Say Miss Mahomes. I think I got to go over on that. I think, you know, if you're smart and what you want to do, if you're either one of these teams is you do want to run the ball to keep the other quarterback on the sideline. So I think that should be the buck strategy, especially to open up this game. You don't want, you don't want, um, uh, Mahomes getting into a rhythm early. So run the ball, keep the clock hammer on that defense, give the playoff. Lenny's been good. Let's keep rolling with playoff it. Lenny's so been great. I'd love to see him get the ball more. I'm just afraid. I'm a pass on this. If I lean, I'd lean on the over. If I'm dying to just get more action, but I'm not with this one. This is another one I stay away from. I'm all over the Brady one. I, I am equally confident on the Brady one as I am about the Josh Allen one. I'll be 0.5. <laughs> Come on. Like I know Tom Brady's slow, but 0.5. He's going to have like one moment where he just like runs out to the sideline or some crap like that. All right, let's go to the receivers. Here we go. Travis Kelsey, 94 and a half over under. Oh man, that's such a good line. If I had to pick, I wouldn't bet this number. It's too high. But if I had to pick one, I'd say under. Okay, I'm gonna go over on Kelsey. How can you go under if you think Mahomes is going over 325? You got to go over there. No, I think uh, I think he'll get a lot of it. I think. He's All right, well, Tyree killed 92 and a half. Go ahead, over right. Over, over. Okay. Mike over. Evans 63 and a half. 160 yards last time. You got to <laughs> no, go that, over 92 no last time. 92 is low. I thought for I sure they could set it at 115 and still gotten a lot of people to bite. Probably. Um, they could put us at 99. It would have gotten people to bite. I'm sure too. Mike That's Evans, 63 and a half over under. That's a good I say number. under. Yeah. Under. I mean, he disappears sometimes. So, and the, the secondary for Kansas city has played so much better this year than they have. You got to give those corners credit too. Uh, so uh, I, I I'll say under as well. Rob Gronkowski, 29 and a half. I say under, right? I don't know, man. He's still on the field for so yeah, many but plays. You know what? Brate's getting a far more target volume than but he is. But but Brate is not on the field as much as Gronk. You're right. And I feel like I feel like with um, Gronk coming back and Brady talking him into it and all that stuff, I think he's going to want to get him at least three catches in the Super Bowl. And I think with three catches, he goes over that number. So I'll I'll, I'll take the over on Gronk. Chris Godwin, 77 and a half. I would take the over on this. Perfect. That is a perfect number. I would say over there. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, there's a reason, you know, they make money doing this, right? Uh, I, I would take the over on, on, uh, on Godwin as well. All right. Now, do you like anyone off the top of your head to score two touchdowns in this game? Uh, my, my, the, guy that jumps out to me is probably Mike Evans. If I'm picking one guy, because he's well, that's a... interesting. Cause Mike Evans has one of a, a decent return on that. Plus six fifty for that. Plus six fifty. I don't Tyreek think I would Hill bet just for just for, you know, S's and G's by comparison. He's plus two fifty. Yeah. I don't think I would bet anyone to, to score two touchdowns, but I think the two guys that I would pick, if I had to pick two would be Evans and Kelsey, because they're such great red zone targets. 
So I'll tell you what, man, I th- I throw a twenty spot on Daryl Williams at plus thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, that's not bad. That number is good enough to bet. Uh, what is um what what is Lenny's? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Lenny, well, Hilaire is plus fourteen. Where's my boy? Lenny is plus five fifty. So not, not I mean, enough. It's fine. Five five to one. I mean, it's good, but it's you know if you're gonna have some fun, Daryl Williams is the fun one. I yeah, yeah I'd rather go with Daryl Williams. What, what was Kelsey? Uh, Kelsey. Da, 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 plus 250 correct yeah yeah and so evans was plus 65 six, six uh, yeah six fifth yeah six, six and a half to one for evans okay yep. yeah I, I i think the guy i would bet is evans he's uh enormous he's a huge red zone target yeah that would make sense to me as well all right let's do a little super bowl mvp odds i mean obviously it usually comes to the quarterback so Mahomes is minus 105, um, plus 100 on DK. So on Fanduel, you're getting <laughs> it's odd. Like you might if you're gonna if you like Mahomes, you might as well bet it on DK right now. Right, <laughs> or, and that's why I, I did this. I mean, the, I the numbers are just yeah. You just get better numbers on different sites. So I, I would take the the DK side all day on that. Uh, if you like Tyree Kill, that's an interesting one too. Plus 1400 on Fanduel, plus 1200 on DK, but. I mean, it's it's a good dart throw. It's fine. I mean, I just I have a hard time believing it's not going to be a quarterback in this in this game. Like that's just yeah. really difficult for me to believe. So that's yeah, why I you're like, everybody else is 14, 15, Fournette's 26, Godwin's 34. Like, forget it. It's coming down to Mahomes and Brady. And the only place you're getting even decent number return is Mahomes plus 100 on DK. So that's the only place you can even bet it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you want dart throws, I would go with Hardman. Uh, because Hardman, you know, has the potential to break a gigantic play. He can return a punt, you know, like th- th- there are, are things about Hardman at plus 10,000, you know, that I would, uh, I-, I would, you could throw five, 10 bucks on him and, and just see if it pays out, but it's going to be Mahomes or Brady. I mean, come on. Okay. This is my favorite bet. The fat man TD. Have you seen this? Yes. Yes. I love the okay. fat man TD. Fat man TD, TD, any offensive lineman to score a touchdown. Yes. Is plus. 2000 it's 20 to one for the fat man <laughs> squad i love this because I, I feel like there's so much joy attached to this wager like i would love to throw 10 bucks on this just in case right there are 10 this bucks is, on this bad boy boom yeah, but this is how do you this is how DraftKings makes they're gonna make so much money on this uh, i mean <laughs> I, I just would not there's no way i bet this uh, you know I, I love it i love that it's available to bet i i, I would love it if somebody won money on this but uh, you know, uh, maybe look, maybe if Eric Fisher hadn't tore up his Achilles and that there wasn't some O-line shifting for Kansas City because they're going to be favoring this game, I I might have thought maybe. Okay. All right. Well, how about this one? Any offensive or defensive lineman to score a touchdown? You know, like sure. bumble, run it back. That's plus eight. Much better. Odds. Yeah. But if there's one thing that's less likely than an offensive line lineman to score, it's a defensive lineman <laughs> to score. So. Uh, look, it's happened. We've seen it happen plenty of times, but I'm not going to bet on it. No, thank you. All right. Total players to attempt to pass. This is a fun one too. Two and a half over under on that one. So if you think somebody else besides yeah. that one, I'll yeah. draw up that one. I would take because you know, that, that each team we've seen Brady, you know, biff a pass in the end zone, Philly, Philly, you know, the trick yeah. plays come out in the super bowl. Uh, you know, Antoine Randall L threw a touchdown to Heinz Ward. That one, I, I take two and a half. I take the over comfortably. And the most important, probably, right, is uh, heads or tails, box. Which way are you going? 
I mean, this is such a stupid bet. It's it absolutely the dumbest thing ever. Maybe it's different because they have the weird weighted coin and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I just take heads. You know, it's, it's so funny to me. I still don't know why they do this. I don't know why they don't have a coin that's got Chiefs on one side and Bucks on the other. And then you flip that, whatever side ends up, that's it. Don't make it. Well, that's what they it. do, but they have to call one side heads and one side tails. Yeah, I know that, but that's dumb. Why do they have to call it? Just say so people starting. can bet on it. That's the only reason they have to call it heads or tails. Yeah, but they can bet who starts the ball with a game with the ball first. It's the same thing, basically. Well, you get to choose. If it lands on the buck, they get, get to choose. choose. I know they still get to choose, but I, I don't know. I, and then you could raffle it off for charity and you could make a ton of money. I don't know why they don't do that. There's always some I think that's what they do. I think they do that. So I think they do it I'm, now, but they didn't used to do that in other games. Like I think it's only for the Super Bowl they do it. There's like a commemorative. Have you ever seen, this is my favorite picture that they show every single year. It is the uh, coin flip for Super Bowl one, where there are three people. It's the ref and the two team captains. And then the the coin flip for the most recent Super Bowl, where it looks like a whole village is having a meeting. You know, that, that's, <laughs> and they all have cameras. You know, everybody I mean? wants like, to get on TV, man. That's yeah, how it I, goes. But I'd be less this year because of COVID. You know, maybe there's fewer maybe. people involved. Yeah. But uh, but it's always a fun one to look at is that picture from. Uh, Super Bowl one, I think it's Bart Starr and Len Dawson with the ref, and that's it, you know. All right, let's uh, let's go through. Yesterday we did the AFC. Today we're going to go through the NFC. So those are all their Super Bowl stuff. I want to go through here the NFC teams and see if we can talk a little bit about the offseason to come. And let's start with Washington, certainly one of the better stories. If indeed a Matt Stafford ends up there, that is a huge win. Somebody's going to end up there. They're going to improve the quarterback situation. And I got to tell you, that defense, Gibson, if he could stay healthy, McKissick, uh, Terry McLaurin, Ron Rivera, that D-line, they got a lot to work with there, Bucks. Yeah, I mean, this uh, this is a good team. So, in uh, a rough division. Now, the division should get much better. We probably have the Cowboys re-sign Dak, and he'll be back. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, is going to be back uh, and starting for the Eagles, you would assume. Hopefully, Wentz is gone. So, uh, and, and look, the, the giants are going to get Saquon back. So there's a lot returning. It's going to be harder, but I think Washington should be the favorite to win that division next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope so. I mean, you know, the, the giants, it's all about getting Saquon healthy. I think they'll continue to make Dallas some- finish. Well, if they, they don't did. add a good quarterback in Washington, I would take Dallas, but if they add a good quarterback Stafford or someone of his ilk, I, I, I it's hard to pick against Washington. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, we'll get to the Cowboys in a second, but the Giants fought. Giants were tough this year. I think a few more tweaks. I think they're buying in a Joe Judge, a healthy Saquon. The line played better last year. Um, I think the Giants could step back into it. The Cowboys, your thoughts on them? Because it's all about bringing Dak back and getting him healthy. But at the same time, I told you, I do not think Mike McCarthy. I think he's out of his depth. I think Mike McCarthy is out of his depth at this stage in the game of the NFL. It's what drove him out of Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I, I just think he's done as a head coach. We've seen this happen with coaches in different sports before where you, they bring him in like, well, he's got a great reputation. Well, yeah, but the game's passed him by. That's what I think about McCarthy. They were six and 10 this year and they had a whole lot of problems and a whole different reasons. Your thoughts on the Cowboys coming up this off season. Well, look, I, I didn't like the hire either, but um, he had them playing well at the end. So they have momentum to build on. They had, this might be the best roster uh, in this division. Uh, they need to get so much on defense, though. They need the secondary. They need uh, Jalen Smith to play better. They need those uh, defensive linemen they played to actually block. They need help on the O-line. So getting Dak back puts them in the playoff picture, but there there are holes to plug 
for them. And uh, we both aren't the biggest fans of McCarthy. So it's hard. It's hard to pick them, but Dak is easily the best quarterback in that division. It's not close. All right, let's move on here to the Eagles. Um, I, I still stick by. I think Wentz goes to Indianapolis. I think Hertz gets his shot there. And I think they try to build something new here with Sirianni and they kind of start over. And I think you're going to see them throw the ball a ton. I mean, if, I mean, Florida certainly with Trask, they like to throw the ball. So there's no problems with that. So I don't think it's good news for Miles Sanders, but I think it was time for a change. I'm glad the Peterson era is over. I never thought he was a good head coach. I don't care if he won a Super Bowl. The sun shines and you know what? It's rear end sometimes too. So uh, <laughs> Eagles this offseason, you're going to get Jalen Hurts opening day or you're going to get Carson Wentz? I think you're going to get Jalen. I think Wentz needs to be gone. And, and if he's not gone, he's backing up Hurts. Like it just, whatever uh, the, the team feel was, they weren't doing it for Wentz. So, um, I mean, the coaching was terrible and they made a weird coaching hire too. Not a lot of, Sirianni wasn't on a lot of people's radar. Uh, but look, yeah. the Colts have one of the best offensive line in, in in the NFL. So to go and get the coach, the guy that coached those guys up, I think it is a decent move, but they chased off Deuce Staley. Um, it, it's a very strange situation. So uh, it's not one that I can evaluate without seeing a little bit of. So I'm just going to put them not in the playoffs for next year. I think the roster is good there, though. They they could they could do it, but I, I'm there's no way I can pick them without seeing it a little bit. Seahawks won 12 games, but a disappointing finish. And they just, the team got weird at the end. My prescription for them, Boggs, is get some more pass rush. Number one, that's from the interior. And yeah, number two, Jamal is, Adams, right. yeah, not Jamal Adams, somebody from the interior, some sort of pass rush there. And on top of that, my second prescription is Aaron Jones. Go sign Aaron Jones, put him there, because I think that's a guy who's been incredibly efficient. He doesn't have the same mileage on the tires as some other free agent running backs when they hit the market. He can catch the football. He can handle the workload. Go get Aaron Jones. That's what you do. I mean, and I'm sick of hearing Pete Carroll talk about running the ball. Like, uh, you know, well, you, go you get should, Aaron Jones and go run the ball. Sure. Do it. Run, run the ball better, but let your best player who you backed up a Brinks truck filled with cash to, to keep, let him throw the ball. It was working. So they tried to go away from it and run the ball a little bit more, and it stopped working. Let Russell Wilson throw that ball to DK Metcalf. Let him throw it to uh, lock it and get him more weapons to throw the ball to I, this revolving door at tight end is weird. Go draft Pitts or Friermuth or uh, one of the good tight ends coming out in this year's class and uh, give him more weapons. Hey, sign to a Hunter Henry too, or something like that. You know, every chef needs more. Uh, every chef needs more ingredients, right, Joe? Let's go. I guess, but you can only pay so many of them. That's the problem. So it, the I'm most important them. thing is to get, you got to get, you, you can't, Guess let's screw around with the Rashard Pennies of the world and the Hides of the world and and Chris Carson. Look, he had some moments, but go get Aaron Jones. Go get Aaron Jones and just stop it already. Uh, the Rams, there's going to be a quarterback competition. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I don't know if it's Fitzpatrick. I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be somebody, and it's going to be damn entertaining. I think you're also going to see one of those two wide receivers leave town. My guess is Cooper Cup. I think Wood stays and Van Jefferson emerges. Uh, Rams are great defensively. It's about getting the quarterback's head on straight, and if you can't get it on straight, it's going to be another quarterback under center. They're great defensively. They're not perfect, though. They need some speed no, at that linebacker perfect. position, You're right. uh, and they're going to have to replace one of those wideouts, and what the hell's going on at quarterback? I think they got their running back in Cam Akers, so I think they're solid there, but they got to figure out what is happening. It sounds like Jared Goff is on the outs, so maybe that's where Stafford ends up, would, would be the Rams. That would be amazing. So uh, sure. I yeah. I mean that there there are opportunities for quarterbacks for sure this year, and there's going to be a lot of turnover at that position in the NFL. 
Cardinals are eight and eight, but they should have been better than eight and eight. They really should have. They had a lot of games that were in their grasp that they let slip through. Um, I, I know you're not sold on Kingsbury being a head coach in the NFL. I think this is going to be a very important year for him. If they get off to a bad start. We'll see what happens. But Kyler Murray is good. DeAndre Hopkins is good. The rest of that offense, it's a little hit and miss. But uh, look, I think it was all about the health of Murray, too. When he got hurt, everything kind of went south. And it just it wasn't enough time to kind of bounce back from it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, they got to do a, a better job of protecting Kyler. I mean, you know, th- this is why, uh, you know, teams don't take smaller quarterbacks. You know, it's not just that they're short and they can't see over the line and all that nonsense that comes with it. It's that the fact that they're getting mauled by, you know, six foot six, 280 pound dudes on a regular basis. So uh, a guy that is Kyler Murray's size is going to, you know, is going to break eventually. I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did with the rate that he was getting hit at. They got to get the ball out of his hands quicker, which means, you know, uh, maybe different plays and better weapons. They could definitely use one of those tight ends coming out in the draft as well. So there is uh, a lot that needs to be fixed. And, you know, we're only talking about the offense. The whole defense needs to be, uh, you know, flipped around. Why didn't you, why you draft Isaiah Simmons in the top 10 and not play him? I don't understand it. Stick him in safety. <laughs> Start him at linebacker. Do something with the dude. You just drafted him. You know what I mean? I, it didn't make much sense to me. So they got to get way better on defense and protect Kyler. Those are the two things for the cards. Uh, the 49ers already brought back Jeffrey Wilson. So I'm guessing they're going to go with Wilson and Mostert again because they paid Mostert last year. I don't love the 49ers, man. I just don't. I think losing Sala is a big loss. I think people who after he's gone, they're going to go, oh, wait, he, he was a big part of the success of the 49ers. Everybody talks about Shanahan being a genius and all this stuff, but uh, you know I'm not a Garoppolo guy, never will be. I'm not sold in the 49ers. I think they're another 6-10, and 7-9 type team next year. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Jimmy G. I don't think that, um, I don't think that he's uh, a great quarterback, but I think he is a good enough quarterback to get you to a Super Bowl because he's done it before. If you play good defense and you set him up for success, he's going to play well. And I think that's what Belichick knew too, which is why he didn't want to get rid of him and end up in this situation when Brady leaves with, you know, uh, Cam Newton and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, Jimmy G was going to burn up his whole career sitting behind Brady. So it made sense to move him. So uh, I think he's okay. He's been banged up. Maybe he's not the same guy when he comes back, but uh, I I think he's okay. And I don't know how much they they do have other options. Stafford uh, has been floated around for that job as well. Carson Wentz has been floated around with that job because the Niners, uh, I think have a little cap space. I mean, they don't have Colts money, but I know they have a little left. So, um, and, and they have great pieces on offense. Io can merge. Kittle's still one of the best. Debo is amazing. Like they have pieces here and the defense is still strong. Um, it, it's going to be about continuing and staying healthy. That's what it's going to be for the Niners. All right. The Packers, I think it's pretty clear. You got to finally get somebody else beside Devontae Adams to catch the football. Enough with this already. I think you're going to see A.J. Dillon next year, too. I've certainly seen enough A.J. Dillon to think that I'm ready to watch more of him. He's uh, He's my God, right? He, what's that? What's that? He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He's a stud. Dude. He, he's he another Derek Henry. He's enormous. <laughs> the guy in his back for five yards. And he was just running. Like, that's just unbelievable. Dude, he was the whole offense at Boston College. They didn't have anything else. They had Zay Flowers was a decent wide receiver and A.J. Dillon. And teams knew what was coming. Nine in the box. 200 yards and four touchdowns. That was his game every single week. It was nuts. Uh, I mean, A.J. Dillon is going to be a lot of fun when he gets his starting job, and it's probably going to be this year. 
and look, uh, Rogers is going to be back. I mean, so whether or not Jordan Love's going to be back, that'll be the more interesting scenario. But Rogers, he's not going to back-to-back NFC Championship games and winning an MVP this year and then get a good not get an extension. I mean, come on, it's so ridiculous. Worst decision to take Jordan Love, and I like Jordan Love. It sucks for him, you know. It but sucks for him, but bad. it was the worst decision. And uh, hopefully now they realize, well, we really got to make sure we make the most of this pick this year. Ugh, dumb. If I was a Packer fan, I'd be pissed. Bears eight and eight, um, kind of stunning. They finished this way. They're in a precarious. Team. What's that? They're a playoff team. They made the playoffs. They're, they're a playoff team, but they're in a precarious situation. I don't know if Robinson's going to want to go back there. If I'm him, I don't want to. Um, this Frank could get real fast. I mean, Montgomery was very good, but the Bears next year are. It's like on a razor's edge. I think there's just this no is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about, uh, look, you saw what you have in David Montgomery and he was great when you gave him the job and let him go, but they didn't do it until Tariq Cohen tore up his knee. And it still took a couple weeks after that. They're trying to run Cordell Patterson and guys like that. Let David Montgomery run the football. It's what he did at Iowa state. It's what he's good at. Uh, I, I am, uh, really, really excited to see him. I'm afraid that when Tariq Cohen comes back, they go back to, you know, using them both 50-50, and it shouldn't be 50-50. I'm not saying take Tariq Cohen off the field. Line him up in the slot. Well, design some trick plays for him. All that crap you do with Cordell Patterson, do it with Cohen. But I, I, I'm nervous to see what Nagy does moving forward because he has the pieces and he has the know-how to do it. We've seen him. He was the one that, that spurned this Alex Smith renaissance with the Chiefs. They were great with him uh, running the offense. He can do it again, but he's got to be less – He's got to use the good weapons more and not be so, uh, you know, micromanaging every play with these guys. Defense got to play a little better too. They were inconsistent. It, last yeah, year. Khalil Mack, you traded three first round picks for this dude. He's got to get to the quarterback more, and you got to set him up. It, it, you got to make him. In well, position he did in the first that. year he was there, but not as much in the second. Um, the Vikings. Uh, this is a, a, a look. Uh, they could re, you know, redo the defense here and be nine and seven or ten and six right. next year. I think easily. Um, so, the secondary. That's what they need to, to get them where they want to be. Better play in the secondary. I think getting a crowd back in that building and giving them that home field advantage oh, will yeah. also help oh. substantially. But look, regardless, you play half your games on the road. Defense needs to improve and they need to kick some ass a little bit. Detroit Lions won five games this year. They're going to win less games next year. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. With, with Matt Stafford, who the hell knows is going to play quarterback for the Lions right now. So. Um, you know, they, they're praying that somebody falls to them or maybe they like Zach Wilson. Maybe they like Justin Fields want to trade up or something. I don't know. They, they got to figure it out. If, if, if Stafford is gone, what the hell are you doing? Are you sinking all the way down? I think it's a dumb decision to let Stafford walk. Well, I don't think it's letting so much as he asked. And I think you respect the guy who's, you know, blood for that organization for a decade and you go, okay, you know, yeah. another rebuild, another sit. No, like it's not fair to that guy. His yeah, career yeah, I mean, is just, withering too away coaches. too many coaches too many coordinators let him go yeah yeah you're right i mean it's it's time uh saints 12 and 4 is winston the guy next year or somebody else he's gotta be you can't let Taysom hill take this team it's gotta be Jameis winston he's still insanely talented you know you talked to erickson about uh him throwing the ball deep don't let him throw the ball 20 yards down the field 15 times a game you know what I mean? It's not that complicated. Uh, so I, I think I think Winston is still uh, a good QB, and they got to give him a shot here. QB, and I like him there. Uh, do you think Michael Thomas rebounds healthy after the ankle surgery? 
Yes. I think Michael Thomas is going to be a guy that uh, slips to the late second, early third round in a lot of drafts. Oh and I am really that far. He's not. Yeah. Gonna, I think he's going to fade into the third. I mean, seconds, even a lot. There's going to be a lot, you know, so wow. you're not going to get a ton of wide receivers going in the first round still because running backs That's- are so bad this year. But Devontae Adams is one. Tyreek Hill is two. Uh, you know, Jefferson is going to be up there. Stefan Diggs is going to be up there. There, there are guys that have moved past him uh, because he sat still this year. And, and I think he could fall at least to the middle of the second. And if he's there for me in the middle of the second, I, I'm taking him. But uh, it's, it's going to be difficult for me to do that because I wasted a full year. I had him on four teams. Screwed me over in all of them. Didn't score a touchdown until the playoffs. But uh, I, I, it doesn't matter. He's he's a Hopkins. He's a Devontae Adams. It doesn't matter whose quarterback is. He's going to make plays. So the Bucks were eleven and five this year. Obviously on the precipice and of winning another Super Bowl, perhaps for Tom Brady. But Brady will be back. Uh, I don't think Fournette will be back. He's going to be somewhere else. I believe. I don't think they're going to pay him. God, and I like Ronald be- Jones next year by himself. There, maybe you, guys, look, you might be right. Ronald Jones had a lot of numbers that back that up. My big concern is, you know, it seems like Tom Brady likes Chris Godwin. I feel like if Tom Brady says. Don't let this guy go. They won't. Do you agree with that? I, I you would hope so. Like, yeah. I mean, Brady is uh, Bra- Brady and LeBron are the only two guys in sports that I say, you let that guy pick his coach. You let him, uh, you know, tell you who to keep. You let him make decisions. It's one of two guys. It's him and LeBron and that's it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So it's, it's uh, just to be clear. It is not Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has yet to make that. It would uh, not, I would not put Kirk Cousins in <laughs> or James Harden, Houston. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Panthers. Five and eleven. Do you think Teddy B is the quarterback next year? I I love Joe Brady. I can't believe Joe Brady didn't get a head coaching job yet. Um, but if he comes back there as calling plays, I'm in on this Panthers offense with McCaffrey hopefully healthy. Uh, it's whether or not you think Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback or you think they draft one. Um, that, that's a tough question, man. Cause I, I think, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a little bit better than Jacoby Brissett. And I think Brissett is a, uh, okay starter, but a really good backup. I think Teddy B is probably in that same, uh, vein. So I think you can draft, you know, if you want to take like a Trask, if that's who, uh, Matt rule likes, Here, here's what I'll say is whatever Matt rule is doing, I think is the right decision. I think he's a great coach. Uh, I think he coached those guys up re- really, really well this year. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I think Joe Brady knows what he's doing too. So whatever decision they decide, I'll say, you know what? Okay. I, I think that's what should happen. But um, I'm, I'm not – if I'm a Panthers fan, I don't want Teddy Bridgewater moving forward. I'll say that. I, I think they are going to make a change and, and draft a quarterback. We'll see how quickly they, that quarterback starts. But I also think that defense, although very young – as the season went on, started to play a little better. I mean, they and, literally spent the entire draft on the defense. So uh, yeah, I think this is where it started. Week 10. I felt like by week 10, it started to pay dividends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chin, Chin it was great. He was amazing. Yeah. Derek Brown is going to be a, a great force up the middle for them. I, it, there's a lot to like about the future there. They have wide, good wide receivers, too. They still have one of the best running backs in the game in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they're not they're not far off from competing in this division. And then, of course, you got the Falcons, who lost a coach. Probably Julio Jones will be moved on. Calvin Ridley was great this year. I just assume Matt Ryan will be back, and we'll see what they decide to do. Uh, Falcons are a weird one for me, Boggs. I mean, but 
clearly the biggest issue is the secondary. Clearly nobody wants to tackle. They are just uh, forever atrocious, forever not physical, and it burns them every year, every time. I don't know. I, I'm just, I keep shaking my head waiting for them to understand what's wrong with this team and they just can't fix it. There's some other things they need a running back too, but we'll see what happens with that. I don't mind Fournette going there and getting a lot of work. That'd be great. Yeah, look, they, they, they've invested in the draft in the secondary too. It just hasn't, you know, those guys are young and they're going to take a little bit of time to develop and, and it sucks. You know, they, what they should have done is sign free agents and probably let Julio walk and, and um, you know, improve that way. But um, I don't know, man, I, I think, I don't think it'll happen, but I see a scenario where Matt Ryan says, you know what, what Matt Stafford is doing is right. I want to do the same thing, get him out of there, you know, put him in San Francisco, uh, put him in Denver in one of these situations where, um, you know, he can go and really turn a team around quickly. Even the Colts, I think that would be a, a good spot for him. Um, I think that could happen. I don't know that it will happen. And, and it's hard. It's hard to get rid of your, you know, one of your best players in franchise history when they're at the end of their career. So uh, I, I think it's a tough thing to move him. But if I'm Atlanta, you got to tear down and build back up. I think I would do that. All right, so that was the AFC and the NFC, and that was all you'll see of us for at least a while. But Bogman will be back with me, hopefully. As my grandmother used to always say, God willing, we'll all be back again here next year. And uh, (laughs) that was her line. No matter what, no matter what the holiday was. Hello, everyone. It's so happy to have everyone here. And God willing, we'll all be here again next year. God willing. And uh, that is certainly the case. I know last year was a, a tough year for a lot of people. We hope that this podcast gave you some joy and some football on a, a regular basis. And once again, follow us on Twitter at Line Star App, at Line Star NFL, at Bogman Sports, at Joe Pizapia 17. Thank you, Line Star. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been the pre snap show for the season, but don't you worry because we'll be back. So that'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now except down, set, say goodbye. You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.